0: listening to the Small Church Podcast. I'm Kevin Purcell, and my good friend Robbie Smith is going to join us. And our purpose here is just to help small churches become healthy, God-honoring churches that make disciples of all nations. So sit back and listen.
1: This is Kevin Purcell and Robbie Smith,
0: and we are the Small Church Podcast. Our goal is not to make your small church big, but to make it healthy. And our goal is also to uh to bring glory and honor to God and make disciples, both of your members and of your community reaching the world. And so today we're gonna talk about another topic. It's in our second episode. Can you believe we've got two of these out now? That's good. That's good. So two still and how many more? Two. We we've two and uh certainly have been, more to go. Yeah, five hundred more to go. Hopefully Jesus will come back before people have to
1: suffer through that many of these. But Robbie, what are we gonna talk about? Well, last week we started our conversation on communication, as you said, and so this week we're going to talk more about a website and why a website. I want to kick off with uh, Tom Rainer has, has shared a lot of good things about a website, and so I, I just started, I want to start with seven things that he had mentioned. The church's website is the most common front door for guests. Kevin, you and I talked about this last time a little bit, that social media, church folks look at that principally for their church but guests don't look at that very often i think it's like one percent of openings but uh for the website before anybody goes and visits they'll check out that church on the website and it's going to be bad trouble if there's misspelled words if they can't find on the website what time's the service or where it's located many times on some of our church websites, I've noticed they're non-existent. They won't list the times or how to contact them. But that's the front door. Another one, non-members, including the unreached, are much more likely to visit your website than your church members, which we said. Non-members will visit your church's website as the front door by watching online first. Yeah, that's
0: important. In fact, a lot of people don't have links to anything that they can watch or listen to Um, and what, what we do in ours is I've got a link at the very top that says, you know, how you can listen to them or you can watch our Facebook stream. And so that's a really important thing because, uh, they want to know what kind of services it's going to be like, you know, am I going to come here and, um, you know, maybe they're an older couple, they don't want rock and roll church, or maybe they're a younger couple and they do want rock and roll church. And that's a big benefit to find out, you know, what kind of services are, or they want to hear the pastor preach before they show up. And they might listen to the uh, the pastor. I've had guests who have come and said they'll mention a sermon. Hey, I heard that sermon that you made. I said, Where'd you hear that? And they'll say that they found it, you know, through their our Facebook page linked from our church's website. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's a really important. I think Tom's really on the right uh, track there.
1: Another thing Tom says: is non-members will visit your website as the front door by getting the church's address and service times.
0: That's important. So, so where got, should you put that? Bury that down about uh, 17 links in? On or... the front page yeah. and towards the top. Yeah. Um, yeah, towards the top. That's a key thing because a lot of them, they put it at the base, at the very bottom. you got to scroll all the way down through all the posts from last year about, you know, the spaghetti supper. and
1: <laughs> Kevin, you know, I've been here in our association at this time uh, almost seven years. And there's been times I've been looking. I, I, You know, I visit all of our churches. We have 66 churches in our association. And so... I go, and and if when I first got here, I was looking for times on their website. I had to call some pastors and ask them what time, because I couldn't find it on the website. And sometimes it's missing, or like you said, sometimes it's hidden somewhere. That needs to be in big letters, bright, non-crowded by other things, so people can see that. Well, you know what we did once? Uh,
0: Barb and I decided, hey, let's go to someone else's church on Sunday night you know, because our church, we don't have a Sunday night worship service. And uh, I, I thought, you know, I'm in the mood to go hear somebody else preach. And we went on the website from a few different churches that I had thought about going. And one of them said, yeah, our worship service is at 6 p.m. So we went over there. They had nothing. And it, it wasn't because they just canceled that one night. You know, maybe the boiler broke or the air conditioner went out or no, they just they don't have it anymore. So you got to make sure you got it updated. Right.
1: You know, I had a pastor one time tell me I went by his church and I said, "Man, you you don't have your service times on your on your church sign." And he says, "Well, everybody knows church is at 11. Kevin, what time's your church on Sunday morning? Well, it's at 11 Eleven. I'm going to one this Sunday that's at ten thirty. There's another one at nine forty-five. They're all different. that's when they tell our worship services. At yeah. 40, so. yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, so. There is no normal when it comes to service times anymore. No. And that's okay. But you got to make sure you put that on your website. Even if it is at 11, make sure you put it down that it's
0: at 11. 11. Because someone might be coming from another church and, oh, we've had church at 10 o'clock for 100 years, and they might not think about that.
1: Or they're unchurched, and they don't know what normal, quote, normal times are. Yeah, good. So another thing Tom Rainer put, perceptions about your church are often formed when a non-member visits your church website. So make sure it's clean. Make sure you don't misspell words, which I see that often. Uh, and the last thing he mentioned here before we get into our other stuff is website development and hosting are incredibly inexpensive today. Kevin, you know more about that. Yeah,
0: we spend less than
1: $100 for a year
0: for our church's website. Uh, it's not expensive at all. I think it's 100 It might be a little more than that now. I think it might have gone up here but um and so and I do I do the website for my personal one and I do our churches and I also have the uh the associations hosted now that's hosting you have to add to that your domain name registration so it might be 120 bucks a year it's not expensive at all and that's now mine is not a commonly known company but I'll tell you this the company that I use it's called ICD Soft I'll put a link in our show notes so you can find it Uh, It's incredibly reliable. It's almost never down. Some people's websites, they'll be down 10% of the time. I think mine is 1%. And when it is down, it's almost never down for more than two or three minutes to an hour, unless if there's something really bad, it'll be about an hour. And it's usually because they're just doing maintenance. And I'm not trying to sell my web, you know, the I have no connection with them other than I'm a a pleased and happy customer uh, for them. Now you can spend a lot more if you went to a, you know, a more expensive site that does a lot more of the building for you. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, the more you have someone else do, the more it's going to cost you. You know, and the more you can do on your own, uh, the less it will cost you. One thing you don't want to do is set up a computer in a closet somewhere <laughs> and host it off of that. Because you're just begging for people to <laughs> to get your website and use it for bots to sell pornography and stuff. And that's not a
1: good thing. No one will to hang. It. No... So when it comes to website resources, I know WordPress is a really good one, and uh, that's the one we use in our association that you helped set up, uh, or that you did set up. Uh, and y'all, it's so easy to work. Kevin set it up, and I could finally. It doesn't. I can even run it and make changes to it. And if I get in trouble and can't figure something out, I just call Kevin. But uh, but it's pretty easy
0: uh, too. Yeah, and because because WordPress is you know hosts like seventy percent of the non. Big, you know, when you think about websites, you think like target.com or amazon.com. They're not using WordPress, but I bet almost every church, uh, every small business that hosts their own or does their own editing and that sort of thing is using WordPress. And just about every hosting company will have a place where you can go into to the, the settings and say, install WordPress, and it'll do it with one click. You enter in a few little information and it's almost always included with the hosting on that. And so there is no cost, extra cost on top of hosting and domain registration. Now, if someone uh, is going to set up your website and they say, you know, we're going to charge you $250 for the domain and the hosting for a year, uh, but to set up WordPress, it's going to cost you an extra thousand. You're getting scammed. Mm. Just say, okay, well, thanks for the information and go talk to somebody else because that's way too much for most churches. A small church doesn't need an incredibly complicated complicated Complicated. That's hard to say. It's very complicated to say that. <laughs> word. You don't need a real complicated website, and they're real easy. You set up some pages. A page is something that is meant to stay the same all the time. You know, you might change it occasionally. You know, once every few months, and then you have posts, which are meant to, you know, they list them on the front page usually, and the most recent one will be at the top. And anybody who can run Word Perfect or Word Perfect—that's Perfect. <laughs> that old oh. Microsoft Word. I'm a little old, okay? I just dated myself. If you can run Word uh, or Google Docs or something like that, you can do most of what you need to do with a uh, a WordPress uh, website. Well, who can help somebody build a site? Yeah, that's uh, that that's an interesting question. There's probably somebody in your church that knows enough to do it. Now, that may not always be the case. You know, I have a friend who's pastoring right around the corner from us. He's got a church of how many people are... Uh, at that church, probably, you know, six, eight people, you know, that's, I mean, when you say small church, it is like the smallest church maybe in our association. They probably have nobody who could do this. Okay. So they would need to pay someone else to set it up for them. So you probably have like a a teenager who's really good at this stuff or a college kid or just a young person. Maybe you've got somebody who does this for a living. You don't even know it. So, you know, look for that and ask around, Hey, do we have anybody who knows how to do
1: WordPress sites? Uh, and you might find that someone will do it for free, and they'll be excited to do it for free. That's what I find out, too, Kevin, as pastors, if we just get up and share with our people, folks, we have a need for this. If you are skilled at this or I have interest, please contact us, and we'll be surprised. There's some people who will never teach a Sunday school class because they're so insecure or they're not outgoing at all, but they don't mind sitting behind a computer, and they can do an awesome job setting up your website. Even a 16 year old uh, student could probably do that. And that's the thing. You
0: can set it up and that's a little bit more complicated, but this person might be able to set it up, but maybe they don't feel like they're creative enough to do a weekly post or uh, even a monthly post on their site. You might be able to have someone else who they're not afraid of computers. You know, you get some people and they think computer, and they're, they're afraid of that if they touch it, it's going to blow up and cause world war three just by them touching it but normally uh if you just say hey i need someone who can do this the first person who set it up can train the second person who's going to update it regularly for you and then that'll work because honestly you really want to have it updated weekly is best monthly is bare minimum uh and so i've i because i'm the one doing it at my church i do it at least monthly and what i normally do is i just say here's what's coming in the next month and i'll list things and um when we do our uh A sermon podcast, you know, I'll often put, make sure. And there's a way, by the way, if you do a a sermon podcast by an audio podcast, you can have your site automatically always show the most recent one, and it'll be right there for you. Anyway, these are the kinds of things that that we uh, found and learned over the years that are just excellent ways to keep your communication going. And these websites are probably the best tools. So uh, uh, next time we get together, we'll be going in a different direction, but we really appreciate you watching watching. <laughs> That's funny. Listening up to this point. And uh, please subscribe. We'd love for you to do that. You can subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we host it through Spotify's Anchor FM. But you can find us uh, everywhere else that you find podcasts like Apple and Google and other places. Go to the com, and you can find out how to contact us. Maybe you know of some good ways uh, to do a website or somebody who's really great at setting up websites for small churches that won't cost them a lot of money. Let us know. Send us an email, either to Robbie, R-O-B-B-Y, or Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, at our website, thesmallchurchpodcast.com. And I think we're going to sign
1: off. Thanks uh, for tuning in. And we're looking forward to next time where we'll continue a little bit with this uh, communications ideas for small church.
0: This is the Small Church Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm Robbie. And until next time, goodbye and God bless you.